Yo, it's the Throwboy Show, the podcast where I talk to amazing people that are making amazing things. I'm your host, Roberto Hoyos. Welcome to the show, everybody. This week, I have a treat for you. I got to sit down with a very interesting dude. His name is Truck Torrance. He is the man behind 100% Soft. 100% Soft is the name of the kawaii pop art style that Truck developed. You've seen it on Twitter, in the official Star Wars emojis. You've probably seen GIFs shared all over the internet where he takes pop culture icons and just makes them cute and cool looking. And these have been shared all over. They've been in galleries. He's worked with Marvel. He's worked with Disney. And I just wanted to talk to him and ask him where this all came from and what led him to this. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Mr. Truck Torrance of 100% Soft. Growing up, uh, I started drawing at a really early age and my mom, my mom kind of taught me how to draw. And I, she, I would ask her to draw something so I could watch her draw it. And then I would basically do what she did and uh, that's how I, I i guess that's kind of how i learned how to draw that's you know? cool so really like you had a direct mm-hmm. uh sort of teacher the whole yeah, time. yeah <laughs> yeah totally and so um so i started drawing like at a really early age and it was all superheroes and stuff like that cool yeah. mm-hmm. and so you you grew up in like the 80s mm-hmm. 80s 90s mm-hmm. yep okay so yep. that's like where the influence for yeah your work today comes totally from. yeah yeah because i i watched a lot of tv and I watched a lot of movies, and my parents are like are pretty savvy with like pop culture, you oh, know. Okay. And so, like, my mom took me to see Dune when I was a kid, <laughs> and like, and they showed me The Shining when I was like a little kid, which probably isn't the greatest <laughs> idea, but um, I I think it was probably a good idea. And so I just I got really immersed in movies and and stuff, and uh, and, and it was funny because I didn't even we didn't even really have cable when I was a kid, and my grandma would record. MTV and movies. Uh-huh. Uh, she 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 had cable and she lived in San Diego and she would record movies on HBO onto VHS and then she would re- record hours of MTV on VHS With commercials and everything. Yeah, yeah yeah and then she would mail wow. my, my sister and I the tapes and so since we didn't have cable yeah. we would just watch these tapes over and over and over again and so like I remember like one of them had Raiders Raiders of the Lost Ark Jaws. Uh, airplane and uh, I don't know a couple other ones and I would just watch them over and over and over yeah. and over again because I had nothing else to watch really you know <laughs> so what about video games was that a part of your yeah I, I had to beg my parents to get me a Nintendo and my dad my dad he was like a he was like a track and field all-star in high school and he was like you don't want to play video games you want to like go out and like exercise and like run around <laughs> and I remember the compromise to that was they they got me so they got me a nintendo for christmas i think two years after it came out okay so i was a little late you uh-huh. know but the compromise was they got me the track and field game <laughs> yeah, which yeah. i don't know if you remember but it had that awful the like power pad, pad yeah yeah which is dumb like it just it didn't work that well and it was not very fun right and so and so that was my first system and uh, but you know funny. prior to that I would spend hours in my friend's house houses just like oh, fear, playing video furiously games, yeah. playing video games you know <laughs> so it really didn't deter that yeah and totally then, totally their their compromise was kind of mm-hmm. like not the greatest yeah yeah but I loved Nintendo um, 
yeah, that, that was that was my whole thing as a kid, you know. When you went and uh, were graduated and everything, did you go to art school or anything like no, that? No, I didn't. I was kind of a bad student. Uh, not kind of. I was like a very bad student. And uh, when I was in, I think I was like a, I don't know what I was. I was either a sophomore or a junior. I was in danger, kind of flunking out of school. And uh, I just went to like a normal high school in Santa Barbara. But uh, but luckily, I had, the principal was like a pretty cool guy. And, um, and my art teachers were like pretty cool and like, and they all recognized that I, that I, um, like that I had something to do kind of like they recognized that I had some sort of, I guess, like interest in art. That's but, good. Yeah. But, and so, but when it, it came time that I was in danger, kind of, uh, failing out of school, they sat me down and they were like, look, like we don't really know what to do with you. Cause like you're clearly smart and you're clearly motivated when you want to be, but we can't really figure out a way to harness that. And so this is in like in the early 90s when um, computers weren't quite as widespread. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that hung out at this high school and he, uh, he, he didn't just hang out. Like they, I, they hired him. But like he taught um, ESL students how to use computers. Okay. And so like, uh, and he, did, he would do it uh, every day after school, I think. And so from like whatever it was, th- three o'clock to five o'clock or something. And so they, my, the principal told me, he's like, look, if you hang out with this guy... Cause he knew all, all about computers. Like he knew all about like graphics programs and everything. So while he was teaching these kids like ESL, uh, like, uh, like computer skills and stuff, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, with me and a few other people, he would teach, he would teach us all like graphics software. Oh, interesting. And this is like Photoshop, like 1.0 yeah. basically. And, and so my principal was like, if you hang out with this guy, like we don't really know what, like what is going to work for you. But if you hang out with this guy and learn something, we'll give you course credit for it. So I was like, okay, which is like a pretty cool forward thinking kind of yeah. attitude. And, and, uh, and it was something I really struggled with cause I, I was never a really good student, you know, uh-huh. but I'm not dumb, you know? Yeah. And so I hung out with this guy and he wore a lot of corduroy. He, had, he always had like a corduroy overcoat <laughs> and he was always smoking. Like he would always take smoke breaks, you know? And, uh, and he taught me how to use computers, like, like really use computers. And he taught me to use Photoshop and he taught me, it was like the early days of kind of like popular internet stuff. And so, um, and so through that guy, I learned all this stuff and then I ended up getting a, um, I got a, uh, an internship at a software company that was in Santa Barbara and uh, they were called MetaTools, and they created plugins for Photoshop. Okay. And so every day after school, if I wasn't hanging out with this guy, I would then go to this software company, and they would kind of teach me everything that they knew. And so uh-huh. I got to learn all this kind of stuff. And then, and then aside from that, uh, one of the assignments that guy gave me in like '95 or whatever was, um, he's like, "You should make a website." And I was like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. He's like, we'll just figure it out. Like, this is, you know, this is what you need to know. And like, just make something. And so I made a website for the, uh, for Beck. Do you know Beck? Yeah, is? of course. And so I made a website for Beck because the, again, this is like 1995 yeah, yeah. And, and I really liked his first record uh-huh. and nobody had any, um, there was like no info about him anywhere. And so I made this simple website that had like some lyrics on it and some news, like if he was touring or whatever. Uh-huh. And then long story short through that through that website his tour manager found it and they ended up hiring me to be like beck's like web designer wow. you know so i started doing that when i was like 15 
And when I was 16, they started like flying me out to like shows and stuff to wow. like take pictures and hang out. And it was like a kind That's of a weird, yeah, it was like a weird, almost famous situation. Yeah, right. My parents didn't really know what to do with me because they would see I would be struggling in school, but then I'd come home and I'd be like, hey, look at this issue of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. There's like an article about me in it, you know? When you were doing art for yourself mm -hmm. at the time, were you doing, uh, yeah, what kind of art style were you doing at that time? Nothing. Like, I'm, well, I mean, I, I was always drawing, I was always doodling. Like, friends of mine, we would always, like, draw stuff for each other just as, like, a goof. And, and, I, and like, in high school, I was always drawing comics for my friends. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, like, but I didn't have, like, a specific, like, a, a nailed down style or anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and really, like, I, I kind of put it on the back burner just because I, like, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence in the art that I did. And uh, and I and then I had this whole other career of, like, doing design work on the internet. Yeah. And, I, and that was kind of going really well. And um, and so it was, it was hard. It was it was hard to kind of focus. And, and, and I just never took it seriously, you know. Mm -hmm. And partially, partially it was because I was, like, insecure. I'd, like, look at all this other art that people would do, and, and I would just kind of give up before I even tried, you know what I mean? So all the art that I did, I would never show anybody except for my friends, you uh -huh. know what I mean? But, I, you know, it's like I would never be in galleries or I'd never like try and like expose it, you know, farther than arm's length. I see. You know what I mean? So as far as your current art style, mm -hmm. did that come about from drawing iconic characters or did it come about from drawing your own characters? Because right now you have a very, distinct 100% yeah. soft yeah. style is very distinct. Yeah, kind of, kind of both. I mean, um, I would say around 2010 or so, uh, a friend of mine uh, and myself, we would always kind of like pass drawings along with each other. And and I've always really loved like Sanrio, Hello Kitty type okay. stuff. And um, and one thing, one thing that I always got kind of got a kick out of was like drawing stuff and just making it look cute. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and I, I, and because like some of the first drawings in that style that I would do are just very simple, you okay. know what I mean? Just very simple line work and very simple shapes that are put together to kind of make this cohesive image mm -hmm. that, um, is recognizable and fun and kind of like cute looking. Yeah. And, and, and it was something that was like pretty easy to do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I kind of, it was an easy way to kind of get over the hump of like insecurity because I felt like what I was doing was so simple, oh, okay. you know what I mean? That like, you know, it's hard to judge something that's like so simple, yeah. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, because I, I had always kind of doodled and stuff, but mm -hmm. like I never like concentrated on anything, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I finally decided to like concentrate on doing this particular thing and trying to get really, really, really good at it. Do you, you remember know? what the first one you did was? My friend and I, we used to draw like keyboards. We used to, cause we, we really liked uh, vintage, I still like them. Like, yeah, like vintage synthesizers nice. and stuff. And so we used to draw like, like cute little uh, keyboards, mm -hmm. you know, like old like Moogs and yeah, stuff Yeah, I've like seen that. yours, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. And so like, it started off as like that kind of thing. And then, and, uh, and really it was like, like put a face on everything. You know yeah, I mean? right. A little happy. Yeah, face. totally. <laughs> and then, and then, um, and then I, I started, uh, I was like, well, what would happen if I took this kind of aesthetic 
of like taking everything so like simple with like these simple shapes and simple line work mm -hmm. like what would a person look like if i drew it that way you know because mm -hmm. i would start out with objects but then i was like well i should start drawing people and so then i started drawing people and i kind of you know i figured out a way that would kind of match my existing aesthetic you know and also feel uh recognizable and you know like distilling this like i, I would look at something and i would try and distill elements of it and like put it into these drawings so they'd still be really simple but you would automatically know who it was right you know what i mean yeah and that takes a lot of like concentration to pull well, out you know what is the what are the things about you know let's say uh kill bill or yeah whatever, sure like, that that really stick out yeah you know well and it's funny and so like and so my my scheme of trying to do something that was like to draw something very simple and have it be effective um it eventually got harder and harder and harder to can to keep the simplicity intact uh -huh. you know what i mean and so and so it's funny because like when i draw an existing character or something and i want to i want to maintain that spirit of simplicity sometimes that's really hard you know what i mean <laughs> and so i'll end up drawing a fairly detailed character and then scaling back a lot of those details oh. to try and like distill it down to something that's like not quite as overwhelming and and detail and you know overly detailed you yeah know? just like very like elemental mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure once i started uh getting more focus back into my artwork one thing that was really fun to do was like all right i have this style that i've developed and it's really cool and fun what would it look like if i drew this character in that style mm -hmm. you know when did the whole Marvel thing come about? Because you, were you drawing that prior? And then when did you start to officially start working with them? This is kind of during the uh, pop culture gallery movement boom of like the mid-aughts where like uh, Gallery 1988 and a few other galleries started popping up. And it, and it was the first time people started taking kind of like artwork based on pop culture figures. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like I don't want to say seriously, but like it, it kind of had a new renaissance. And so I would read all these art blogs and I would see these art shows going on at like uh, 1988 or mm -hmm. wherever that looked so fun and so cool. Like I, I think uh, 1988 had like a Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live themed art show. Nice. And I was like, oh, f like I want to be part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was uh, other people, right? It yeah. Was, yeah. It was like big, it was big group shows with like a hundred artists wow, or yeah. like 50 artists or something. And it would, and it seems so cool to be, to be a part of, you yeah. know, I was like, well, how do I do that? And so I start, and so I, I, I had an assembled kind of loose portfolio of some of the pieces I'd done. Like I'd done a lot of, uh, I'd done a lot of Wes Anderson themed mm -hmm. pieces and like, uh, I don't know, a bunch of, a bunch of other kind of existing pop culture properties. And so I was like, well, what, what if I just email them and show them some examples of my work and say like, Hey, keep me in mind if you have any shows coming up you know because like because i didn't know how else to get on their radar you know mm -hmm. and so i made a list of all the galleries that i wanted to participate in these are in los angeles uh, all over like la san francisco okay. seattle new york everywhere awesome yeah and i just made a list of all of them and i found their contact information and i was like i'm just gonna email them my stuff and see what happens and I would say like nine out of 10 of them replied to me, which wow. was like pretty crazy. That is crazy. And it was not something I, I ever expected. But so I, st so then I started getting this work where like, uh, where I started showing my art in galleries and, uh, and that, and that was really cool and really gratifying. And, and the first, I can't remember the first gallery 1988 show I was in, I think it may have been, 
uh, an Edgar Wright themed show. Cool. And so I did, uh, actually, no, that's not true. It was JJ Abrams. And so it was all JJ Abrams properties. And I did lost. Oh, so I did nice. a big poster of all the characters from lost, like uh-huh. drawn in my style and, and people really liked it. And I, and I think the, the edition sold out and I felt really good about it. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was really cool and so i started drawing all these characters and then what eventually happened is that 1988 offered me to have like my own uh solo exhibition Mm -hmm. which is really cool and again and again it was never something i expected to happen i mean i i it would have been really cool if it happened but i i wasn't banking on it or anything and so when they asked me i got really excited but also really scared because i'd never done anything like i'd never mounted anything like that before was this the one that I went to, or was this uh, before? It was probably before, I okay. think, because the first one I did with the first solo exhibition I did with them was in 2014. Okay. Yeah, and so and they asked me, I think, in like mid 2012 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had like a year and a half or so to kind of like to conceptualize and execute it. That's such a cool story, though. Like that <laughs> you were one yeah. of the exhibitors, and they're like, we we want you. Yeah, it was Just cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Well, I mean, well, the, the, you know, they do that with like a ton of their artists, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's never any kind of guarantee, and sure. and at the same time, I was also fairly like new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Like I didn't have like a, this huge volume of work behind me like some of the other other artists did, so I felt really, I felt really gracious and and, and excited for the opportunity. And were, you, were you selling prints at the yeah, time? Yeah, Is yeah, that for the sure. Main, the main thing that you were selling with your artwork. Yeah, on it? yeah, okay. for sure. Like prints, and because that that's all I could do basically. Mm-hmm. Like I had a printer mm-hmm. that was my roommate's. And because he's a, he was a professor at Cal State LA, and so he had this like really nice photo printer. Oh, gotcha! And so like, and so I would I would use his printer uh, to make prints and stuff, and then and then I found a couple other local printers for like big stuff. Yeah. And and that's all I did because like I didn't really know what else to do or how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had my first solo show there, and um, and I had a bunch of different pop culture properties, and one of them I had like a big Star Wars print. Mm-hmm. And at the time, 1988 was working with Lucasfilm to develop like a marketing campaign uh, for The Force Awakens. Okay. As far as like um, just doing like interesting things with like fan art and, and like pop culture art and stuff like okay. in regards to the opening of the movie. Yeah. And so Lucasfilm came to them and they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to start doing these emojis for Twitter mm-hmm. for like, uh, I think it was for star Wars celebration. Yeah. And they're like, so do you know anybody who might be, who might be appropriate for the, for a project like that? And so they, they suggested me. And so then Lucasfilm looked at the art I did. They saw the Star Wars print I did. And they're like, oh, this, this would like work pretty well. <laughs> and so then they hired me to do these like three simple emojis for Twitter. Uh-huh. And it was the first time Twitter had done like hash flag, like, like image emojis. Yeah, and, yeah, it was the very first time. Because mm-hmm. now you do hashtag whatever. Yeah. And it will pop up totally, a little emoji. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so I did Kylo Ren, which I th- I'm pretty sure was like the first time anybody had seen like an official image of him. Oh. was like through that Twitter emoji. So it was oh. like Kylo Ren, BB-8. And then uh, I think like the new Stormtrooper. Oh no, it was C-3PO, I think. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and so it was really cool. And so they debuted him on stage at Celebration. And I was like watching the live stream. And then like, and it was really exciting and cool. Yeah. And so then through all that, like all the while while this is happening, uh, I was like participating in in other gallery shows and and trying to get other opportunities. And, um, And once the Star Wars thing hit, a bunch of these other companies like started taking notice to the things that I was doing. And so 
Um, and so the guys at Marvel hit me up, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of other companies kind of hit me up and just asked me to do what I, what, what I do, which is like, here, take this and like, make it cute and yeah. like make it in your style and do, do, do what you do. That's amazing. Yeah. Which is like really cool. Cause, um, cause that's kind of the dream, you know Absolutely. what I mean? And so it's all inbound. You're not like trying to like, Oh, Hey, can this Disney contact can yeah. I talk to them right, or right, whatever? Right. They're yeah, just all yeah, talking to yeah, you. Yeah. They're just hitting me up. And so like the first project I did for Disney was, um, well, like I think in the beginning, like I, I knew a couple of them because I would, I would do like gifts and stuff like that. And they'd ask me, they'd be like, Hey, can we repost this? And, oh really? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> no problem. You know? Yeah. And then they eventually hired me to do a bunch of stuff for uh, captain America civil war, I think was the first one I worked on. And so I did like a huge suite of emojis of all the characters mm-hmm. that were in civil war. And that was like really cool. And that came around the time that Apple introduced the stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was a little bit earlier. Okay. Yeah, or the stickers came later. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so now uh, Marvel has a current sticker app with your artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they have a and, couple. And Star Wars does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Star Wars has two, and then Marvel has one. And it's all you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, totally. They, they have their own, like, kawaii characters, but they, they yeah. like yours more. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they, they have their own... They have their own design team, you yeah. know what I mean? And so, and then they have their own uh, aesthetic that they use for, like, you know, like, Disney emoji stuff. Right. Because I think they have that app, Disney Emoji Blitz, or, yes. or something like mm-hmm. that. And so, and so, I think they use a lot of the character designs for that stuff, but then sometimes they use me instead, <laughs> which is great. So, online you use typically a cartoon version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you... Is that on purpose? Do you want to be behind the scenes mainly, or do you not? Was that not really premeditated? Like, do you want people to see you? Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. It actually started because uh, as a design exercise, um, when I was like, when I started getting really serious about kind of like showing my artwork, I was like, well, I need stuff to show, Mm -hmm. so I gotta start like drawing a bunch of stuff. And I started. It was it was like right when Instagram started. And Throwback Thursdays became like a really big kind of hashtag to yeah. use. And so people would always like, they would use Instagram filters and post like, you know, all these Throwback Thursday photos of themselves. And so I thought it would be fun if every Thursday, instead of posting a photo, I would post a drawing of something that I had done like on a Throwback Thursday, mm-hmm. you know? Except it was all like fantastic, like crazy stuff, yeah. you know? And so Wait, I do you remember an example? Yeah, well one of them was like um one of them was like playing tennis with hologram Tupac. And so it's, <laughs> it's like, like that time I played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that time I played tennis with a uh, space tennis with hologram Tupac and it was like me and Tupac Tupac's hologram like in space yeah. like playing tennis you <laughs> and know? it's like hashtag TVT or whatever yeah exactly and then I'd use like a filter on it so it like would have that like kind of like that glow around yeah it. that glow around yeah. it and stuff and so I started drawing myself really just to like as an exercise totally it, nude yeah <laughs> That's totally what, why, yeah. Did, why did that come about? I don't even know <laughs> I don't know because like who, who wants clothes anyway it's I just guess. funny yeah yeah totally I don't I don't really know why I made myself it's probably totally like new. you haven't thought about it in so yeah, long I know because it was a while ago it was yeah. a long time ago but I did that for two years I think so oh, okay. every Thursday I'd like post a new drawing and it was great because it forced me to to draw something at least once a week oh, you know yeah. what I mean that wasn't um, just like uh, stuff that you were already working yeah, on yeah exactly yeah and so it was cool man 
like I created like a ton of original characters that way. I, yeah. I, I came up with a ton of like really fun ideas and it was cool because I just forced myself to think kind of, you know. And uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So that's how I started drawing myself. And uh, yeah. How was it like developing something in 3D? Uh, it was very interesting because I'd never really done anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, everything you do is very Yeah, it's flat, very flat, right? totally. So, yeah, what yeah. was that like to figure out, oh, what would this even look like? If it well, was you know, luckily in working as a professional, like, graphic designer for a long time, I have a pretty good idea on how, like, spec out things, you know, for production. And, uh, and so when it came time to produce this toy, I just had to force myself to think a little bit differently and... You know, like in having the style, the specific style that I have, I have kind of like an internal style guide about things need to look. And so I just had to think a little bit outside of the box and think about, all right, well, I have this thing and and this is what it looks like. Flat 2D. What would happen if I turned it, you know, at an angle? What would happen? Like, what does the back look like? Yeah. If you were holding this, what would it look like, you know? And so I tried to I tried to imagine that as best as I could, and then I worked with my manufacturer and gave them pretty detailed character turns. Oh, good. And then uh, and then basically like just worked with them to refine that style more, you know. So did you have other? Did you have to like buy other plush to be like okay? I want it to be about this size. Yeah, I mean like I I uh, I would go to a lot of stores and look at kind of what other people were doing. I'd spend a lot of time online looking at what other people were doing and just kind of like seeing the things that I really liked and what I didn't like and what works really well for my style that might not be appropriate for plush mm -hmm. and what works really well for plush that might be appropriate for my style. Sure. And, uh, and you know, like I just, I did, you know, look at it very, you know, creatively and just think like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And like, how do I want it to look, you know? And it's funny because you don't think about that stuff. And well, at least I don't, I don't think about that stuff until I have to think about it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I never had to think about, well, what would this look like if you were holding it? You yeah. Know? Every tiny detail that mm -hmm. goes into this three dimensional. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Totally. To wrap it up. Um, what can we expect from you coming down the pipe? Well, I have designer con in Pasadena which is a, I think it's the second or third weekend of November. Yeah. And uh, that's a convention that I've been doing for, I don't know, five or six years. I typically do, I try and do like three or four a year. Mm -hmm. I try and be pretty choosy about that's it because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and like, I'd, I'd almost always rather be drawing. And so I like doing conventions, but they're hard. And so, and so I try and be really choosy about the ones that I do. Um, last year I did WonderCon in Anaheim, which was really fun. That was, that was a lot of fun. Met a lot of really cool people there. And then I did CatCon because I have so many like cat products, you know. And I heard of that one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really fun. It's like, I thought, I mean, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be kind of weird. Yeah. I've done it two years in a row. And the first year <laughs> that I did it, I was like, man, this could really go either way, you know? <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, you know? And there's a lot of really cool people there selling a lot of really cool stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And so, and then, uh, and then I do Designer Con. And then every now and again, I'll do like kind of smaller stuff, like at Gallery Nucleus in Alhambra in early November, or I think late October, they're doing, um, it's something called Pin Pal Palooza. Which is a like a in a, in a an yeah. enamel pin show. Cool. And they did the the first one I think six months ago or something. I did that because uh -huh. I have a ton of enamel pins. Yeah. And a lot of people showed up. I and bet. Yeah. It was so fun. Like a lot <laughs> of people showed up, 
and uh, and, the, and I sold a ton of pins, and everybody was really cool and friendly, and so I'm going to do another one of, the, of those in October or November, and that'll be a lot of fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about doing any of your own shows coming up? So I, I've, I've, I'm booked for another solo exhibition, and that is uh, tentatively in March of 2018. Oh, great. And so that's coming up, and I'll start really kind of amping that uh, work up for that towards the end of the year. And, uh, and then other than that, I'm just trying to do a lot of new products and like, um, I have a new plush toy coming out in a couple weeks oh, cool. and then I have a few other, um, if I'm working on these like new little like plush charms, like kind of like phone charms, you know, mm-hmm. that are of some of my food characters. So oh, I'm hoping to have great. those, yeah, I'm hoping to have those out pretty soon. And then really just like, um, you know, just trying to see what other fun stuff I can do, you know? That sounds awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to all this new stuff. Yeah. Thanks. And, uh. Everyone look out for that. Uh, or can they follow you online? So you can follow me everywhere if you just do at 100soft. That's 100SOFT. And uh, it's on Twitter and Instagram. And if you just put in 100%soft on Facebook, you can find me there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for being yeah, on man. the Boy Show, Truck Torrance. Totally. Well, there you have it, everyone. That was my sit-down with Mr. Truck Torrance. Truck, thanks again for letting me stop by. I really learned a lot about everything that kind of led you there. And I'm excited to see all the new things you're talking about doing in the future. Everybody go follow 100% Soft online at 100Soft. But that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to reach out to me over social media, I'm at Throwboy on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, everywhere. And you can also write into the show. Maybe I'll read your email on the show, fans at throwboy.com. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes. Be sure to subscribe on Google Play. Find us on SoundCloud. The whole works. But until next time, I will catch you later.